Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new edition of the USF Pro Insider, formerly the Road to Indy Insider. Now, Rob Howden here. I've got to say it right all year long. USF Pro, USF Pro, USF Pro. Uh, I'll get it down. USF Pro Championships, and I am the Insider. This is episode number 42. It is February the 22nd, a beautiful Wednesday up here in Canada. My guest actually from Canada here as well. We're both going to be heading south very soon for the start of the season. Uh, of course, USF Pro Championships spring training on Monday and Tuesday coming up at Sebring and right ahead of the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Uh, and again, folks, uh, I'll do a quick little update here. There's some stuff that's happened since my last podcast, which, of course, was with uh, Jacob Douglas from Exclusive Autosport. You can go back and listen to that if you haven't already. But uh, finally finding out where the USF 2000 champion is going for 2023, and that is Michael D. Orlando. He will be with Turn 3 Motorsport next year, so obviously big for him. And we added another driver as well to the USF Juniors program as Ethan Ho confirming his program with DC Autosport. It's going to be a kind of a, a, a dual deal uh, for Ethan. It kind of speaks a little bit to the uh, JR23 car we have for USF Juniors that is pretty easily transitioned back and forth to USF 2000. Full season of USF Juniors for Ethan Ho, the young Californian. Uh, but he'll also run four, probably four USF 2000 races, and they'll convert that car back and forth. So exciting for Ethan Ho. That uh, program in USF Juniors really starting to come together. Not quite locked. A couple of drivers still to be announced, but I'm, con- I'm expecting about 14 drivers, or maybe even 16, 15 or 16 in USF Juniors. But let's dive into the meat of this one because uh, I started things off with one of the drivers uh, with uh, with Jacob Douglas last week, uh, who I think will be in the championship hunt, a uh, sophomore in USF 2000 for, for 2023. But the guy joining me right now will bring him in here. Matt Clark from Canada, thank you so much for joining us. Our reigning USF Juniors champion takes the scholarship with D-Force to go USF 2000 racing this year. <laughs> thank you very much, Rob. Happy to be here. How does that sound? USF 2000 racing. Could you have thought of that when you and I were... You know, when you were running junior racing, junior karting back at the Scusa Winter Series so many years ago that you'd be a USF 2000 driver? Not at all. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy to think about, right? I mean, you get you get kind of desensitized to it as you keep moving up the ladder. Yeah. Um, you know, the series get bigger and the names around you, you know, your the talent pool is filled more. Uh, and you look back at it and, you know, as a 14-year-old kid, you never thought, you know, this would be, this would be, this is where you would be in uh in 2023 so it's uh it's really exciting and i'm really looking forward to kicking the season off in st petersburg you just kind of ride the wave right (laughs) yeah no it's just go with the flow and and see where it takes you right the crazy thing is is that you know we have eight races this year for usf 2000 right so you're you're on the you know your eight race weekends out of the 52 of the year so much work gets done behind the scenes not even just the testing and the practice and what you do with the team uh that kind of thing but just the business side, right? I know, I know your, your, your dad pushes you heavily into the business side. You got to kind of got to be the forefront uh, for Matt Clark because uh, it's, this costs, costs a lot of money. You guys don't have billions of dollars in the bank. So you got a lot of work to be done to, to make sure you have partners and the like, right? 100%. And I feel like we've made really good progress this offseason. Uh, my dad always says it's, it's 80% about what you do off the track versus on the track, right? You want to be winning races and you want to be, you know, pulling those results in. But, I mean, it's really important. Um, you know, to be making those business connections to ensure that you have a seat for the next year. And we've had some good success in this off season. We have two new partners coming on board for, uh, for 2023. We have um, actuary risk management out of Austin, Texas. So they're kind of our South of the border, new partner for 2023. Like and then we also have clue by motorsports who's helping us make connections and uh, further our relationships up here in the great white North. Well, there you go. Perfect segue. Cause I was kind of going to go into a bio segment. Obviously people know, again, talking to, to Matt Clark right now, who will be running for D force 
this year in USF 2000 with the scholarship, having won the championship in USF juniors last year. Uh, Mac, let's do a quick, quick bio. Obviously I mentioned your carding career. Like your, your dad did a lot of carding as well was one of the top carders, masters carders in, in Canada for many, many years represented Canada uh, at the Rotex grand finals. You, however, got into karting, but then did a lot of racing as well. For, for those that don't know about Mac, you did a, a, a lot of something I like a lot of, and that's Formula Ford racing, Formula 1600 racing. You had a chance to run at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, which is most port to those of us who have been around for a couple of decades. <laughs> a tremendous racetrack. One I always say is just a fantastic training ground. If you can be good at most port, I, I almost want to say you can be good almost anywhere. And I've heard that from a few different people. Right. If you can drive a 1600 car or a Formula Ford around CTMP, um, then, you know, you're definitely becoming comfortable with high speeds, you know, high risk, high reward type of racetracks, right? So I feel like that was a really good training ground for me to teach me the fundamentals of car racing. And it's really built a solid foundation for me moving into the road to Indy. Speaking of the Klubines and Britain West Motorsports, so this is a most poor thing. Um, I'll go back to Oliver Klubine, uh, uh, who is who is David's uh, uh, father passed away, but uh, Oliver uh, obviously a legend in, in uh, Ontario racing. I remember standing with him outside of turn number two, and he said, "Rob, this is one of the first times I was there." He goes, "This is how you can tell the drivers is how they take turn two at most port." And, I, and, and this was before it's been shaved down and kind of it's been safe made, made a lot safer. But man, the way people take turn two that off camber, left hander, downhill, what a crazy corner. Dude, it's insane. And I heard once, I'm not sure if this is 100%, you know, historically accurate. Yeah. But I have heard that turn two is something like around four stories. Like, that's how much it drops. Really? And, I mean, you look at it on an onboard or, you know, like from the perspective of a driver, maybe from a video online, and it really doesn't do it justice. You have to be either in the car, in real life, or standing there on the hill watching it. And it's yeah. just, it's, it's a sight to behold. Interesting. So let's go. You, you, so you did the F1600 racing in Canada. You did some F4 racing as well. You ran the FRA car. And then, of course, into the USF Juniors program last year where we used the Liger, essentially Liger F4 car. So you had a lot of experience in that car. Talk a little bit about, about the last three, let's say three years of your development as a driver. You did a lot of racing and, and you were able to work your way to the front and get a feel for it. Did, it, did you pick it up quickly or was there a lot of intricacies of driving a, a, a open wheel car that you kind of had to get kind of used to and really kind of perfect. I think for most drivers, it's a really big transition coming from karting. Um, you know, people always talk about what's it going to be like going from karting to cars. Cause you see drivers that are, you know, at the front of the North American fields in karting, and then they transition to cars and maybe it takes them one year, two years to get comfortable. And for me, there was definitely a, a transition period where it was just about having the confidence to, to race the way I wanted, you know, to race the way, I did in my go-kart. So I think 1600 was a really good training ground for that Formula Ford. Uh, and then moving into uh, to F4 and USF Juniors, that's where I really found my confidence. You know, the results started coming in. I was running, you know, at the front of the fields, learning how to lead a race, learning how to manage a race. And uh, there are small intricacies that you do have to learn in order to do that right. And I'm really lucky that I had a good supporting cast, you know, around me these past two years to help me develop. And I feel like I'm really ready for the challenge that is USF 2000. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about D-Force Racing. You stay with them, having won the championship last year on USF Juniors. You move up with the scholarship from Anderson Promotions to move into USF 2000, staying with that Texas-based team, D-Force Racing. Uh, David and Ernesto, of course, quality people, and they run a tight ship and a fantastic team. But let's talk about USF Juniors first because I called all those races, well, all but one. And it's interesting because the battle at the front was Matt Clark versus VRD. <laughs> because literally <laughs> almost every race we were in, you were swarmed by green VRD cars, very talented drivers, of course. 
uh, and you know Nikita Johnson, um, Sam Corey, uh, Alessandro Dottulio, those are the guys you were battling. Your your blue and white D Force brethren were a little further <laughs> back in the pack. They weren't up in that lead group. That I think that that makes for me the championship. I think even sweeter, and I, I'm sure you'll say the same thing because you really had to beat number one three really good drivers and a really strong team. I would agree with you on that one. Yeah, for sure. It was a big challenge, right? Um, you know, being kind of the odd man out in the lead pack most of the year. So uh, it did make it even sweeter. Um, you know, it's something that we really wanted to accomplish. It's something that we had our eyes on before the season even started, right? Our goal was always that championship and uh, and therefore that scholarship into USF 2000 this year. So uh, it was tough. I mean, there was moments where we definitely we were tested, not only myself, but but as a team, um, there were times where we lacked pace and there was times where we felt we were stronger. So it was all about, you know, capitalizing on opportunities, making sure that we minimize our mistakes. And at the end of the day, bring home championship points in, uh, in every single race. Right. And again, this is a development program, the entire USF Pro Championships. And we're trying to develop our drivers, whether it's social media with what you do on the racetrack, but it's medley as well. Mac, I went back and looked just to, you know, to remind myself. It's an interesting season you had because you came out of the gate so strong, won all these races at the start. And then you had to wait until later on in the year to win another race. You ended up winning five, I believe, in total. But it was it was trying to get those results. How was that tough mentally when you went from kind of dominating to, wow, they've caught up to me a bit. I'm in the middle of a fight, championship points. You know, that gap kept shrinking throughout the year as as they went on to win different races, right? The Tulio won, Corey won, John. Everybody was winning races. Uh, how was it for you mentally? How did you handle that saying, I got to stay focused and keep my points? It was definitely a little, a little tough. You know, we had that kind of mid-season slump that you see sometimes from yeah. drivers. And, I mean, some drivers never recover from it. So, um, you know, the middle part of the year was definitely challenging. Like you said, we came out of the gate very strong. We won the first four races in a row. Um, and right out of the gate, we had a big championship lead. And then um, I think it was round three when we went to uh, to VIR, Virginia International Raceway. And, um you know, we had a few on-track incidents that didn't go our way. And then uh, in Wisconsin at Road America, we had a few technical issues. So, you know, it was about fighting those and, and just kind of reminding myself and, and the team reminding me that we did have the speed. Um, and, you know, to keep believing in our program. And, you know, we knew that we could win races. That was a big thing, right? That wasn't the issue. The issue wasn't our speed or, or our ability to win races. It was just about keeping our head down and, and making sure that we we're also – um, you know, because as the championship, as the championship leader, you also have to be careful in, uh, in certain situations on the racetrack, right? You don't yeah. want to be the guy that's, that's flying off and, and having a DNF because that can really change the narrative of your entire season. So I think, you know, once I got out to a bit of a lead in the championship, um, I wouldn't say I mellowed out, but you know, there's always that kind of thought in the back of your head, like, okay, be careful. You know, you're leading the championship. You got to be smarter than these guys. You got to beat them in the long run. So that was definitely, um, you know, something I hadn't experienced before. And I think that was really good for me as a driver to kind of develop mentally. Yeah. And hopefully that'll be a, a situation that I'm in this year, right? That's always the goal. Exactly. Right. And, I, and I, I use the term manage the situation a lot, right? You had to manage the situation. You have a lead when you're rolling into the, you know, you, you know how many races are left. I have to manage the situation. It's a low risk, a low percentage move. Do I make this pass or do I take second right now? Yeah, you know, maybe second's going to be good. Knowing the guy that's leading is fourth in points. So again, that's awesome for you. One of the things you did, which I really, really like, and I, I want to see, I, I hope more people do it, is you, you, know, you ran the championship, you won the championship, then you jumped up at the end of the season to USF 2000 at Portland. You just happened to win the race, win one of the three races. It was <laughs> huge. You're involved in an incident as well, but obviously able to get through the chaos at the start. You come away with a big win. But just being, number, number one, that's great for momentum. That's great for your confidence. But just going into that car at the end of the season, you kind of press the reset button. 
you, you put the USF juniors behind you. You're into the USF 2000 car. And I have to think that that really gave you such a, a head start and kind of sprung you into the offseason, already having tasted that car in competition. That whole event at Portland was was crazy. I mean, we only found out we were racing on the Tuesday. Right? And to show up, and I, I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder, you know, coming in as a new guy. Of course you would. Yep. I don't think the, you know, the drivers that have been racing all year, they don't want to give you an inch, right? You're the new guy on the block. So to come in and, and get the job done with D-Force Racing was was really special. And uh, I think the seat time is really going to help, you know, heading into this year. Um, I don't think we've done as much preseason testing as we would have liked to, um, just based on logistics. But I think that that seat time last year is going to be really, really vital, um, you know, to kind of lay out how our season is going to go from now. You know, we only have one day at Sebring and then we jump right into St. Pete. So, you know, being in the car in a racing situation and, and getting a fundamental understanding of, of how that chassis is going to feel and handle, you know, in the dirty air, around other drivers, on the race starts. Um, it was good experience for myself. Yeah, agreed. To get that one in the books, so you're driving with some of the guys you potentially could be with this year as well. Let's talk about this year. Let's talk about spring training. You mentioned just one day for you. Uh, so the spring training is going to be the 27th to 28th of February, and it's a Monday, Tuesday. Uh, the USF Pro 2000 runs both days. Juniors on Saturday, or juniors on Monday. USF 2000 Tuesday. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, that's correct. So you get one day at Sebring on the full course, which I think. Spring training, we, a lot of times we did it at Homestead. And it's, you know, IndyCars talked about this. They went out to the Thermal Club. They're not going to be able to race at Thermal, but it was good for people not to have to focus just on the racetrack. When we were at Homestead, nobody really liked Homestead to a certain extent because <laughs> we didn't, number one, we just didn't use the track. It's not a track you race on. So if you're investing time, especially close to the season, now we're at Sebring for spring training. We're going to be there at the end of March as well. So it's kind of a double duty, right? You get back in the in the car. It's all, you know, it's all, of course all the drivers meetings, we've got social media meetings, all the stuff you have to do, all our content days, shooting photos and everything throughout those two days. But it's also a key day for you guys because you're gonna, you guys are going to be back there in a month time going racing uh, in the second event on the series. So it's, it's, it's a pretty big day, I think, for you guys. Not that testing at a, you know, a track that you don't race at is um, irrelevant or not important, but you're right. Like the stakes are so much higher having yeah. spring training at Sebring. I mean, we're going to be back there you know, around three weeks after we're there for spring training. So you really want to lock in, you want to learn the track quick and you want to start dialing the car in because when you come back there and, and three weeks at the end of March, you want to be like that That's you know, it, right? on the ball right away. So let's talk about the next week after that. Obviously, you, know, you get out there, everybody's going to be together. It's the first time all the teams are together. The staff is all there. I'll be there. We'll have a lot of fun during spring training. But just a couple of days later, you roll on track for the first time into what I call the concrete canyon. You'll hear it on the PA all the time. <laughs> St. Petersburg, dude, it's tight, it's narrow, it's fast. How excited are you to get on uh, onto St. Pete? I'm so pumped, man. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Like, you know that things are getting serious when you're just thrown in the deep end completely. Uh, first race of the season, street course, and a tough one, too. And it's uh, it's going to be a challenge for all of us, not only myself, but all of the drivers in, in USF 2000 and, and USF Pro. So I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't been on a street course in quite a while, so yeah. it should, uh, what, what, should provide What was your last race? Did you, run, did you run Tromblon or did you run Montreal in the... In the yeah, or... so I ran Montreal in 2019 in yep. 1600. Um, and then I also did um, Trois-Rivières as well. Have yes. you been up to that race? I have. Uh, back in 2013, we ran, we ran what was then Pro Mazda there. What a great place That's that is. That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing place. We keep yeah. talking about trying to go back again. It's a, a really cool, not only like racetrack um, and venue, but like the city around it as well. Yeah. The people, like they're very passionate about motorsports. They so are. It's a really yeah. special event. And I'd, I'd like to see a, a bigger series go back there. 
So let me ask you this then, um, because I, I find, I, I think the drivers like yourself who are coming into uh, USF 2000 this year, and I throw a Sam Corey in there, I, sh- I throw a Nikita Johnson, drivers who were obviously at the front with you and USF juniors last year. This is a good season to come into USF 2000 because literally, you know, almost the entire top 10 have either moved on or, or moved on or moved up, right? So it's kind of wide open. You know, we talked to Jacob Douglas, uh, who uh, was 12th in the points. I think he's one of the, you know, the top guys coming back into the championship. He's going to be a championship contender with exclusive autosport. Do you feel that? Do you feel like, man, this is an opportunity for me to come in and go back to back, try to see if I can't roll on with the, uh, the Kyle Kirkwood winning all the championships? I think, you know, there's not like, a, let's say there's not top five from last year aren't coming back again. This is an opportunity to win races and championships. I agree with you 100%. There's, um, you know, I can smell it. There's a void there. And I want to be the guy that fills that void, right? I want to be the one that takes advantage of, uh, you know, there not being a ton of sophomore guys that are coming yeah. back. So, you know, hopefully it's the rookie class that's running the show. And, um, you know, my goal is to be at the top of that, top of that class. Does the success of Kiko Porto? in USF 2000 a couple of years ago, give you um, maybe a little more confidence rolling in here? Most definitely. It's uh, It's been in the back of my mind a little bit. I mean, the D-Force guys are, you know, really meticulous in the way they prep for a season and, and the information that they give me and, and what we talk about leading up to, uh, to, you know, testing and then the first round in St. Petersburg. So I think his success is definitely going to play uh, a role in our season and, and hopefully for the better of it. One thing I will tell you, this is a little bit of a tip, and I give it to all the drivers because everybody gets so uh, nervous and so jacked up about wanting to win at St. Petersburg. Uh, there was a ske- there was a stretch for the longest time that the driver who won at St. Petersburg didn't win the championship. We wow. saw we saw so many guys would come out of the gate and win the championship, and then and then obviously I mean, win the races, and then would not win a championship. So you don't need to win at St. Petersburg; you have to survive. I tell it to any rookie: make sure you just make sure you roll the car on the trailer <laughs> at the end of every night, and you are a success for sure. Now. Again, talking to Matt Clark right now, who will run for DeForest Racing as a freshman in the USF 2000 program this year on the USF Pro Championships presented by Cooper Tire Series. Um, the full season, eight races, like I said. I, I know the. I think I know the answer to the question, but I'm going to ask it anyways because I asked it to everybody. You look at that calendar. You look at that schedule. Is there one race you're super excited about? Yeah, I so see you already know the answer. It's, I, it's Toronto, man. It's Toronto. I mean, home turf, racing on yeah. home turf for the first time in two or three years is – it's going to be so special. And, uh, you know, I definitely have a little bit of an itch. I mean, God, that's on the homeland, right? Yep. I want both races at Toronto. And uh, the event's going to be really cool for not only myself, but my family as well. I mean, we haven't had a race at home in a long time. And uh, I think we're going to have a good supporting cast there. So it's going to be uh, a little bit different of an environment. You know, I'm going to not not try to think about uh, the outside pressure too much, but I'm, I am really excited. Well, listen, and, that, and that's really key. Because, uh, you go, I, I go back number one. To James Hinchcliffe, uh, who's a friend of yours, obviously kind of one of your mentors. I go back mm-hmm. to Parker Thompson as well at Toronto. I remember, I remember being with James one weekend where there was like, when he was in IndyCar. Early, I think he, I think it was might have been, it might have been thirteen or whatever, whatever year. I think he had already won. It was with GoDaddy with Andretti. Um, he had, he literally had to escape to the trailer. Like we were in there, <laughs> we were, myself, my buddy Tony Ventresca, uh, Jeremy Hinchcliffe as well. We were, we went all into his, into his, into his bus because it, there was so much. Now, everybody wanted a piece of him because it was Toronto and he was IndyCar. Now, you move over to Parker Thompson. It's not IndyCar, but Parker Thompson was like the amount of stuff he had to do, interviews, you know, the people that were there. That's one thing I think you're obviously going to have to deal with. You know it. You know it. You can go to James and talk to him about it. But, yeah, it's a great weekend for you. You want to do well. But, man, you're going to have a lot of people. Obviously, a lot to do, right? You're going to have a lot of sponsors there. It's going to be a pretty intense weekend overall. 
Yeah, jam-packed schedule for sure. Um, you know, lots of stuff to fit in. And I think that, you know, that stuff definitely builds exciting. But like you're saying, maybe a little bit overwhelming for drivers. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best and not let that get to me. And, uh, you know, just try to enjoy the, the week and the weekend as much as possible while staying focused on my job. And, I mean, that's winning races, right? That's exactly that. All right, folks, wrapping things up here with Matt Clark again. Get ready to start the season off as a freshman. He'll be a championship contender in USF 2000. Matt, let's wrap things up. Just uh, going in, how do you feel overall? Are you relaxed? Have you been? I know you, uh, you, you and I were both in the gym this morning. We talked about that. You're working hard on your fitness, which is crucial. These USF 2000 cars are tough to drive. Every time you step up, you have to get more and more fit, more strong, uh, and have, of course, that you know the whole focus on the rest of the entire race to have that. Uh, chance to be there at the end overall how do you feel you feel like you're prepared right now going into the season i do and i'm uh i'm interested to see how we're all going to stack up you know at the at the preseason test in sebring yeah. that's the first time that we're all going to be together uh and we're going to get a proper look at you know who's really right ready to fight for the championship um i feel that you know me myself i've been putting in the work in the off season you know it's it's kind of that that narrative like never think that you're working harder than everybody else always yeah. think that there's someone working harder than you so I try to push myself as much as possible when I can um, to really make sure I'm going to be ready for this campaign. And you're also going, are you still going to school? <laughs> I'm at, so I'm in, uh, I'm on campus right now. Yeah. Okay. At, at Ontario Tech University. It's in Oshawa. So I'm in engineering. It's uh, it's tough to balance, but I am uh, enjoying it. I thought, tell you folks, and then Mac and I have talked about this for many years. He's either going to be driving an Indy car or engineering an Indy car, right? Either or. <laughs> That's the goal, man. I always say, you know, racing's my plan A, racing, in the cockpit is is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, but, you know, if it doesn't work out for some reason or another, if I don't win the Indy 500 on track, I'm going to be right there on the pit wall and winning it, uh, winning it from there. So I like it, man. That's fantastic. All right. So, and hey, listen, if all goes well, when you win the Indy 500, I'll be the guy interviewing you in, pit, in, uh, in victory lane, too. You're, you're going to be the first guy I'm looking for. When I, I got to look for that. I, I, we got to make that happen. <laughs> all right. So let's wrap things up. You got a bunch of sponsors and partners that make this happen. I'll give you an opportunity to kind of roll them all out. Give them some airtime because it does take a village to be able to go racing at this level. Yeah, man, it, it takes a family. Um, 100%. So first off, I'd like to thank D force racing. Um, you know, coming off the championship last year, I'm really, really excited to be working with these guys again. I feel like we have a really strong package package going into USF 2000 and 2023. Uh, we have a few title sponsors on board for this season as well. So Valkyrie AI out of Austin, Texas, they're a custom AI solutions company. Uh, Actuary Risk Management as well, one of the new partners I mentioned earlier that we're bringing on board for the 2023 season. Klubine Motorsports, they're helping us north of the border, uh, you know, to make connections in the uh, deeply rooted Canadian motorsport industry. Right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, all my socials are at underscore Matt Clark. So you can follow me along from there. Um, you know, I'm sure you're going to be providing very good coverage of the season, but if you want to follow yeah. along, a little bit more exclusively with me um you know that's my at so i'm really looking forward to it and, and thank you very much rob this was a, a great time today mac did i see some merch out there too you got hats you got hats and shirts going now or what i do man so wow. it's more of um, i mean <laughs> it's not really a, a thing that i'm profiting off of uh big but it, it's more of a marketing thing and yeah. I mean, it's, it's a cool thing for friends and family and, and any supporters that that uh that want to help out so it's, well and we say this all the time right this is this is what this usf pro championship is all about this is when you can get a hold and and, and meet the future scott dixons and james hinchcliffs and alex pelos and pato awards right you get a chance to meet them now so go to where if somebody wants to buy a hat how do they do it it's MacClarkRacing.com, and then we have a little shop set up on there. So if you want to buy a hat, a shirt, we got sweaters. So MacClarkRacing.com. If you're coming to St. Petersburg, go get a Mac Clark hat. You'll be styling in the paddock, <laughs> and you'll be ready to go. Because honestly, and we always welcome any any race fans, any car fans, come out to the USF Pro Championships paddock. Meet the drivers. They're always there for it. We'll have an autograph session for sure. 
Mac, thank you so much, man. I know you got to go back to work. I know are you heading back to the auto show today. I am. Yeah. So the Toronto auto show, if people don't know what's going on this week, it's, it's really big. We actually pulled in record numbers the last wow. few days. So right. yeah, it's, it's really big this year. I think people missed it, um, you know, because of the pandemic and yeah, it's held in about three years. So it's uh it's big, it's back and I'm down there all week. All right, man. Well, listen, Mac, thank you so much for joining me and I appreciate it. Me too. Thank you very much, Rob. Folks, this is what this is all about, this uh, insider podcast to get you a chance to meet some of these drivers that you may not otherwise know a lot about. Matt Clark, as I said, a USF junior champion from last year. He'll be a rookie in USF 2000 this year, gunning for the championship. We go to spring training on Monday and Tuesday, and there's just a quick turnaround, and we roll in to the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Can't wait to do some street racing to start off the season, folks. Uh, I'm expecting 20 to 22 drivers in USF 2000, and the field is stacked. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Many of them, of course, coming from USF Juniors. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. I'll have a spring training edition uh, with a lot of interviews from drivers uh, coming out next week as well. It'll kind of be a preview as well, heading into St. Petersburg. But again, Matt Clark joining me here today. Thank you so much, folks. I do appreciate it. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.